Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. And I am so honored to have joining us today um, an Academy Award-nominated composer, Academy Award-nominated uh, Michael Dana for the film Life of Pi. Actually, two nominations, one for Best Original Score and also for Best Original Song, Pi's Lullaby. Michael was born in Canada, actually Winnipeg, Manitoba. He is a brother who's also a composer. He's been scoring films for renowned Canadian filmmaker Antom Egoyan since 1987. In addition to his work with Atom, he has also composed for uh, filmmakers such as Terry Gilliam for Thailand, Jonathan Dayton and uh, Valerie Ferris for Little Miss Sunshine, uh, Bennett, Bennett Miller for Capote, Mark, Mark Webb for uh, 500 Days of Summer, an accomplished musician. And we are honored to have him join us here today on Film School. Michael Dana, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure being here. Well, thank you for being here. And um, well, first of all, congratulations on Golden Globe, right? We thank you. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, very, quite a thrill. Yeah, one in one in the pocket already. That feels <laughs> that right. feels nice. Um, and as we approach uh, a week from uh, this coming Sunday, uh, the Academy Awards will be uh, held. And uh, you, as you said, you have two nominations. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, well, just. Let's back up just a step here. Uh, obviously, uh, you had, or do you have any idea that you're being considered until the day of the announcements? Is there any indication uh, for the Academy Awards prior to that? No, not really. Um, you know, we, I think for us, the, the thrill uh, of the entire Life of Pi experience was, um, was actually completing the film and, and being happy with it ourselves. And, and that was definitely not a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, it, it, obviously it's a it's a it's a very beautiful but very unusual novel. Um, and I remember reading it, uh, you know, over well, decade ago when it when it came out, um, and thinking, well, there's one that they will never ever make into a movie. Um, and certainly. Uh, when when Ang and I started working on the on the film, he started writing the script about five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, putting putting the film together over the intervening years, um, and then me scoring it, and I began really last December and, and worked on it for about ten or eleven months. Um, you know, <laughs> we were very well aware that we'd bitten off of. A huge challenge, something that that many people were saying was impossible and an unfilmable book, and um, you know, we we definitely were staring, uh, you know, uh, disaster in the face by by taking this on, and and so for for us to even get to a point where um, finally, you know, in, in early October, we sat back and watched the film with the score. Um, and and in 3D and a lot of most of the effect shots were in by then, and you know, sitting back and actually watching it and and realizing that after all this work, yes, we we had really, you know, kind of we'd done what we accomplished, which was to you know do justice to this beautiful beautiful book. 
Yeah, and you've and thank you for uh, the sort of the background on the life of Pi. This has been floating around as a project. It went through a number of different directors before Ang Lee ended up uh, with the uh, the opportunity to helm this film. Uh, and it's been Hollywood legend that you this is not a film that that you could make. Um, yeah. Uh, no. But given the advances in the technology, uh, mm-hmm. the CGI, the ability to replicate. Uh, an amazing replication of a of a, a tiger uh, mm-hmm. on that uh, on that lifeboat. Uh, really, I I, I had uh, the writer um, whose name I just forgot uh, for Life of Pi. I'm sorry. Oh, just, David McGee. Thank you, David yeah. McGee. I, this is happening more and more to me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, he uh, he was uh, saying just what you what we're talking about here, and just mm. how he had seen the the actual tiger during the filming. And then later on, when he saw the film, he said, "I I really almost couldn't remember which was the real tiger and which which was not, uh, you know, in the in the film." And uh, it it's that's part of this, but it's also, uh, and I want to ask you, sort of, knowing that the perception is that the life of Pi was such would be such a difficult uh, book to turn into a film. Um, how much of a motivation for Ang and for yourself and the, the whole crew, knowing full well that this was an expectation of uh, going in, that this was going to be tough? Did, well, there's m- no motivator like fear. Yes. Fear of <laughs> failure is a is a wonderful thing to get you up in the morning, <laughs> get you working um, until you fall asleep at night, which is, you know, and I've never worked on a film this hard and this long, uh-huh. um, and I've been doing this a long time. Uh, it, it was it was very difficult, and, and certainly, you know, you, you mentioned the technical aspects of, of the, the challenges, but... But more than that, there. Well, as much as that, certainly, um, you know. And and this is why Ang was the right director to do this. It, it, you know. And Ang has this this incredible gift, and it's why he's one of the the greatest filmmakers of our time. Of of finding characters in different times, in different places, and different stories um, throughout all his films, and finding the common. The common thing inside them, the common humanity that we that we can recognize and 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 you know feel a part of the story and and feel related to the story. So this was the most important thing to do in this in this story, just given that it's such an unusual storyline. It's an unusual character. Um, it's it's everything about it is there's nothing. There's no film you can refer to and say, "Well, how did they solve this problem?" <laughs> you know, there there isn't a film about a boy floating on the ocean with a tiger um, until this one, and 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 certainly, and then the film is, you know, it's about God and religion and and loss and all these kind of big big questions. Um, again, not something that you think of when you think of a big budget movie that that has to play well all over the world in order for it to make sense, in order for it to financially to make sense. So the challenges were just almost insurmountable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, you know, Aang is, Aang is the director who has that touch, that human touch, but also the discipline and the, and the kind of persistence um, and, and the work ethic to just, um, get it done and to figure out how to do it. And, and there, you know, just 
the wheel had to be invented at every turn, you know, at every turn we made here. Yeah, and and, and one other, as if there were not enough challenges for for this uh, film, he was working with a, a an, essentially a non-actor to that point in his life, uh, Suraj Sharma, who plays young Pi in the film. Uh, so, in addition to everything else, the challenge was to find to work with and and extract a, uh, a pull out of him a wonderful performance on the part of him uh, on a essentially by himself. There are no other actors in the film for most of it. He's mm-hmm. on the on the lifeboat, uh, interacting uh, often with a inanimate object in front of him. I'm sure in, in terms of on on the set, and he does a pulls off a, a wonderful performance and. Uh, all that was required to to really pull the audience in to, to into the story. So, in addition to all of the things that you've mentioned, working with someone who had never acted before is just a remarkable achievement in and of itself for this film. Absolutely, and and yeah, and that's why Ang is a an actor's director and a and a character director, and mm-hmm. and certainly we you know we we had challenges like that in 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 the, in doing the score and in, in writing the music for the film. Well, yeah, let me ask you about that. By the way, I, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Michael Dana, the uh, composer uh, for the film Life of Pi, eleven Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, as well as the two that you have garnered uh, for Best Original Score and Best Original Song called Pi's. Lullaby. Now you you said you got worked on this soundtrack for the music for this for I say soundtrack the music for this um, for ten or eleven months. How, how far along was the film when you got uh, the and how does that generally work the same way? How far into the film itself do you get an opportunity to start scoring? Well, usually a film score composer is brought in after principal photography and once the editing process has begun, which can be. Uh, a three-month process or something, and so it, the composers usually brought in for the last couple of months um, is is kind of the typical pattern. But Ang and I have known each other and worked together for for 15 years, and so he called me up when he first got this property and said, "You know, I'm doing you know." You'll never believe what I'm doing next, Life of Pi. You are perfect for this. You know, it's a Canadian book. You're Canadian. Um, you're, you know, you have a lot of uh, experience working with South Asian music. And in fact, you're married to a, an Indian woman. And you know, you're the perfect guy for this. And let's start start talking about it. So we we talked about it for probably three years or maybe four years before I even saw anything until. Um, last, it would have been the summer of, of 2011 when we, I started seeing footage. And, and um, then, you know, then we began talking about the music. And, and the first thing that I wrote was the song, which I wrote in the, in the late fall of, of last year mm-hmm. um, and, and traveled to India, to, to Mumbai, to work with the, with the singer, Jayashree, and, and wrote the song there in December of, of 2011 and, and recorded it there at the same time. But, and then, you know, from that point on, then I was working at the, on the underscore um, all the way up until October. So, yeah, almost a full year until oh. uh, we finished it. Does, does it help? Have you ever been on set for principal photography? Uh, does that help you? Have you ever, well, have you ever done it? Have you ever been on a film Set. I have, and I, I didn't. I wasn't on set for this film, but um, does it help? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think 
the most important thing for for a composer is the collaboration with the director mm-hmm. to have that very close partnership that you know it, it, the the composer's job it's not so much of a musical um a music centered uh you know career it's really you're a filmmaker you're one of the filmmaking team and and you're a storyteller and and you're 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 in service of the story anything and and the story as told by the director that's the 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 mm-hmm. vision that you're you're following so you need to understand the director's mindset and and approach and feelings about this story and how it is what they're going to draw out and what it is they need and and how they want to tell the story and how you can help them do that so the it's it's talking with the director and and ang and i talked for years about this story about the about the philosophy of the story and the the themes and the issues and and very very detailed um that's that's what's important and then going from once you start seeing footage and you start writing music you start talking about specific things uh, how how the music can serve those themes and concepts that you've come to have hopefully a deep understanding of yeah um the the film um you mentioned uh your your background uh, working with uh southeast asian indian music is that a fair way to say it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, right from my very first film score, I've been working with non-Western musicians. Um, from you know, my first film score was in 1987, mm-hmm. so I've been doing this a lot. And I, I kind of do. I'm very, you know, I, I take it very uh, seriously. <laughs> working with non-Western musicians as opposed to just well, that sounds cool. Um, I studied and I, in college. I studied ethnomusicology as well as composition, and um, so I, I try to come at non-Western musicians with as much respect and knowledge as I possibly can muster. And I usually travel to the country itself. I find that's the best thing for me to really understand the the social place and the, just everything I can about the instrument that I or voice or whatever it is that I'm that I'm recording. So. Um, I've spent a lot of time traveling and recording in every country I possibly can, and depending on what what film it is, I've been all over the world. Yeah. But I've done a few um, I've done a few scores before based on South Asian music, uh, Indian music, um, Deepa Mehta's Water. Uh, right. I did Monsoon Wedding for Mira Nair, and a few other things yeah. uh, before this. So I I have kind of a you know. I've worked in studios there. I've worked with players and musicians, um, so I kind of, you know, have a had a pretty yeah. decent, pretty comfortable with with that um, with that whole world before I started Life of Pi. Well, and and in that in that uh, motif in that uh, discipline is you're able to meld um, this this kind of music with a Western music. Did that is that something that uh, you, you, were you immersed? I assume, obviously, growing up Canadian, you you were used to Western style music, immersing yourself in Eastern. What are the what would be a that's the main distinction, or what kind of characteristics are the, the difference between Western and, and say Indian music? What would yeah, well, my background, I, I did grow up in a very kind of, um, I grew up in suburban Toronto, a very kind of homogenized, um, culturally 
upbringing and and um, piano and orchestral Western orchestral instruments and choirs. Um, when I came to Toronto to go to college, Toronto is an extremely multicultural city, and in fact, it's you know the Canadian government mandated multiculturalism from the 70s. Um, so it's it's kind of a you know it's been a it's sort of a designed multiculturalism and and i have to say it works really pretty well uh in this city it's you know it's it's kind of all the good things about people coming from all different places and 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 being able to be you know uh, immerse yourself in in all kinds of different worldviews and and world experiences and in fact it's one of the reasons i think life of pi is a kind of a very canadian Sensibility, a Canadian sort of view of the world itself, um, and and so yeah, and for life for life of Pi, we wanted that that kind of mixture of uh, that comfortable mixture. The way Pi himself is, you know, he's he's born in a French colonial right. town, a place where they speak French and Tamil, and they eat croissants as well as you know, um, dal rice and dal. So. Um, it's it's a it's he's a character who's very comfortable with the idea of different cultures, different ways of looking at the world, uh, different kinds of music. Therefore, reflect that and and a kind of an easy ease of transition. And we have French accordions playing Indian melodies and sitars playing French melodies, and um, just kind of mix it up. Sanskrit being sung by English boys' choirs and <laughs> Tibetan choirs singing Latin, you know, anything we could do to mix that up. And, and certainly, yes, every, every musical culture has a very different way of looking at the world. And Indian music, of course, is, is mostly, improv- you know, an improvisation-based system, uh-huh. um, you know, compared to Western music, which much through, you know, much of our Western music history, it's, it's, Obviously notated and and kind of a crystallized, um, you know, as far as the notes are concerned. Um, so, you know, right from right structurally, they're very different, um, and as well as just kind of the essence of them and the and the strengths of of what they can, what each one can, um, you know, express well are, are different and and you know, all part of the human experience, but just different, slightly different ways of, and, and different strengths of being able to kind of bring out different, you know, different characteristics and yeah. different, um, different modes of, of, uh, of life. Well, let me just say, but by the way, we're speaking with Michael Dana, uh, nominated for two Academy Awards for uh, his work on Life of Pi, which itself was nominated for 11 Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture. Uh, Michael was nominated for a Best Original Score and Best Original Song, Pies Lullaby. Um, and by the way, in in the in the film, and uh, because uh, our our character Pie is on this lifeboat and often off the lifeboat uh, on a patchwork of of material to keep afloat and, and out of harm's way, much of this film is very. It's a very emotional film. And uh, the your score really accentuates this uh, this isolation he feels, this connection with nature. So much of the film, it, there's not a lot of dialogue. He's by himself, essentially, occasionally talking to his friend on the boat and uh, on the lifeboat. So much of this film is filled with uh, with the your music, which really 
as I said, accentuates what is going on in the story and in the development of this character of Pi on this. So um, what in, in terms of that, uh, obviously you and Ang Lee talked considerably and at length about that. Um, and I just, I just want to, first of all, I want to compliment you on, on, on being such an important part of this film because there isn't a lot of talking. It's, it's about visual, visualiz- visualizing and also mm. about the, the, the emotional sweep of the music involved. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you feel that way because that was, that was something that we found was really important. And as we started working with the, with the film, um, you know, and like I said, we'd, we'd been kind of talking about all these, these deep thematic and conceptual ideas about the book and, and the film and about Life of Pi, um, you know, and, and, and when I started writing the music, it, it kind of, it, it started at a very intellectual level, I guess, because I was trying to cram all these ideas into it and getting a little too, um, it, it just, it didn't help tell the story. It was, it was kind of bogging down the film and making it, um, and, you know, not helping us move forward and, and not helping us track Pi's emotional development. So that was the thing that was kind of hard for me was to find a way to take all these deep concepts and themes that that had to be they had to be reflected in the the music, but they had to be woven in in such a way that on the surface um, the music served the emotional journey. Mm-hmm. And and helped us just kind of helps the audience enjoy, you know, being part of this journey. Yeah. And 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 yet inside the music has to be all the you know all the deeper concepts that Ang and I talked about. So it was a, it was difficult for me, and that's the thing that took me a long time to figure out um, just where the music had to sit as far as you know, those, those kind of perpendicular planes of emotion and intellect. Uh, and it seems like when you do one, you often lose the track of the other uh, in music. So it was, it was a balancing act, and it's something that we really had to carefully modulate. Um, and, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm well, glad you, well, you, you, you did. succeeded. Yeah, and, and this has got to be uh, one of the most significant, or this probably is the most significant challenge in, for a composer is to be uh t- is to to find that line where you're pushing the the story forward at a very visceral level i mean it, to to not make uh it such an overwhelming part of a uh that it, that people are hearing the music and not paying attention to the story to find right. that balance to to be just enough uh, in in the in the scene to pull people along in in this kind of um, visceral—that's the best word I can think of—level, and I can think of a, some scenes uh, in this film where the frustration level of the character Pi is reached, you know, the breaking point, and he's a, he's a broken person mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do this, and then the realization of of you know the discovery of this island, the discovery of himself, the discovery of God, if you will, in his own mind. Beautiful, mm-hmm. just beautiful stuff. And uh, um, again, congratulations on on Thank being you. able to do that. Thank you so much. Well, you're yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, I, I want to remind our listeners, Michael, Dana. I, we I don't think I've given quite enough 
uh, credit to some of your previous work here. My God, it, uh, you worked quite a bit with uh, Atom Agoyan um, on uh, many of, I mean, Sweet Hereafter, uh, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, what was, what's your, well, the relationship with all these directors obviously is a, one that's deep. As a composer, you really m- need to meld with, with what they're thinking. There are challenges between different directors in terms of just work working habits. Is there a great difference when it comes to working with you as a composer, have you found? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, every experience is, is very different, and, you know, that's the fun thing about what I do. I go from one... Yeah completely different world to another, and not just the story that you're telling, but also the political and and personality world that you, you know, that you inhabit for a while as you, as you work on a film. Um, I think, um, you know, so, some obviously are, are musically literate or, or, you know, able to express musical thoughts, and some are not, and, you know, but you, you figure out a language which, with each director, um, and and really, again, it just comes down to um, a collaboration. I, I always try to make, you know, I want the score is like something that we do together. That Life of Pi is, yeah. you know, Ang's score as much as mine, and I, I try and do that with every director. Well, you've done a wonderful job here, and uh, just congratulations on all the the hard work that all of you have done in making this film. Again, just a, a, an enormous challenge, um, and uh, obviously deserving. Uh, of the recognitions received, eleven nominations. It's a remarkable achievement in and of itself. Uh, has the film done well in India? Has it internationally? It's done very well, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think arguably it's done. You know, it's done very well, and, and maybe even better around around the world. Yeah. And that's something that maybe we didn't expect, but um, in hindsight, it kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah. These, yeah, the themes are are obviously things that we all share in common everywhere, no matter where you're from. And certainly, the kind of the openness to different worldviews is something that has played really well in in different countries. In China, it's done huge business. In Europe, um, Asia, you know, um, certainly India as well, done very very well. Um, South America and every you know, Ang's been telling me that every he finds it so interesting as he tours with this film to see how every culture kind of sees slightly different things about the film and, and enjoys different things about it. But yeah, it's done very, very well and you know, that's just such a gratifying feeling that we that we were able to, you know, create something that that people yeah, people can 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 relate to everywhere and and uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a, it's a wonderful thing, and and certainly in you know I think uh, filmmakers around the world are always yeah very happy to see themselves reflected in an in an American made movie, and and so yeah I mean certainly yeah. India they're they're very excited about this and very excited about the the, the nominations. Yeah, yes, they should be. Uh, of all the the films nominated this year, um, uh, this is certainly one of the most emotionally involving films it really it re- really begs of you to be invested in this journey it it starts out in, in very near the beginning of the film when when old the adult pie says i'm going to tell you a story that will um 
um, make you believe in God. <laughs> it's an awfully high bar to set, and but it's but part of the in 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 that question, you're really being asked not to be pulled into this story on a very yeah. emotional level, and certainly music is a big a big part of of that journey. And thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank uh, you so much. I, I, I really appreciate you finding some time. I know you've got uh, the Academy Awards right around the corner. I'm sure you're uh, getting pulled in all directions, so I appreciate it uh, being here. And uh, Michael Danith, uh, all the best to you in, in about a week and two days from now and uh, and moving forward with your career. I, I, congratulations for, and thank, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Great speaking with all you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.